Well, good morning. You're listening to Hope FM. And on the phone with me this morning is someone whose voice will sound very familiar because we hear him every weekday. It's Chuck Bentley, CEO of Crown Financial. Good morning. Well, good morning, Robin. Thank you for having me today. Well, we appreciate you calling in. There is one thing that's on everybody's mind right now, and that is the economy and the inflation and how to make ends meet. And you're the financial guy that we hear from on the radio every single day. So I wanted to ask you a few questions because you've got a new book out that might actually help us to maybe make sense of what's going on. So tell us about the book. Well, I just wrote a book called Economic Evidence for God, Uncovering the Invisible Hand that Guides the Economy. And the purpose of the book is to help readers see that God and the economy are not separate topics. They actually go together. It's not an area where he has just turned it over to us. Now, if you talk to most economists, that's the way they describe it. But the reality is he's involved in the numbers. And we can actually see him not only in the national macroeconomic issues, but also in our personal microeconomic issues. Okay, so that gives us sort of the foundation to stop freaking out. Like God knows what's going on, (laughs) and we can focus more on him than just the rising gas prices, right? Yes, I like that, Robin. We do need to stop freaking out. The Bible tells us that uh, we can't add a single hour to our life through worry, And oftentimes, my wife and I laugh about it because we think uh, worry becomes a surrogate form of prayer. We think we're actually praying when we're really just worrying. The reality is we're all experiencing financial pain right now. Uh, Inflation is a very dangerous thing. It is what I call a form of silent theft. It is robbing us of the purchasing power of our income every single day. And it needs to be contained, obviously, and we need to make adjustments so that we can navigate this. And I understand that pain. It's not like I'm exempt from it. You know, It's not like I have some way to uh, make it go away. I have to deal with it every time I fill up with gas too, Robin. Yeah, exactly. So your book has a very spiritual basis to it. But what are some of those practical things that people could do to sort of eliminate a little of the pain at the pump or the grocery store or whatever we're facing? Well, I think the most practical thing is to invite God into your finances. That's what I did more than 22 years ago. And it was something that had never really occurred to me. Although I was raised in a Christian home, I went to church regularly I had never asked God for His help, nor had I attempted to learn His financial principles, which are different than the world's financial principles. And I'll I'll give you just some practical insight into what those are, but I would first say that it is an action step to say, Lord, I need your help. I'm in financial pain. You understand my pain. You know uh, how to help me in this situation. And then to commit yourself to learning his principles and putting those into practice. I was just speaking to a group yesterday about inflation, and one of the things the Scripture teaches that I think is just super practical, Robin, is that we're to give first and to save second. And that priority, every time you receive income, if you will do those two things, even with inflation, Uh, it will help you manage your finances better than any other practical tip. If you're always giving first, making God first, honoring the Lord with your wealth, honoring the Lord with your income, making Him 
Lord over everything that you have, and then saving a portion of all of your income, then it gives you options and flexibility. What's happening now with an 8 to 10% rise in food prices, uh, gasoline, everything going up across the board, uh, many people aren't able to adjust, and they have no financial margin. And so they find themselves living on the edge of a financial cliff, and it's painful. And uh, the only way to quickly adjust to that is to make an adjustment in your spending. Uh, and so if inflation is going up 10%, that means your spending uh, and your, your financial margin, need, your budget needs to be adjusted by at least 10% in order to keep from getting in a financial crisis every month. So I bet you probably hear this a lot from people. I can't afford to give. And, you know, that just is your very first thing that you said, give first, save second. But a lot of people will look and say, I just don't have enough money. I can't give. I can't tithe. Yeah, Robin, thank you for that question, because I've been doing this for 22 years, not only teaching it to others, but practicing it myself. I was a 2.6% annual giver uh, for 20 years of our marriage. My wife kept saying she wanted to give at least 10%, not because of a law or a tax, because that's what would bring her joy, and she believed the Scripture encouraged us to use that standard. And I asked her what decade she thought we should start tithing, and she said, I want to start next week. And I immediately said, well, Ann, that will cause us to have to change everything. And she said, now you're getting it. <laughs> it will change everything in our, in our finances to make God first, and it did, for the better, I would say. But the most common reason people push back about giving is fear of the future. They believe that if they give today, they will not have a supply for tomorrow to make rent or to make the car payment or to afford to get to work. And I understand all of those fears, but more importantly, God understands them. He actually designed us to be givers first because He's a giver first. God so loved the world that He gave. He He demonstrated kindness towards us through his generosity, and he wants us to live not as people who simply do some giving, but people who see themselves as givers. And when we see ourselves as givers, it takes a lot of that pressure off of us that we're here simply to accumulate and to to keep score by how much we have. That's not how God measures faithfulness in Scripture. He measures it by our willingness to trust him for our future. And we trust him by saying, Lord, I need this, but I'm going to make you first, and I'm going to let go of it, trusting you for tomorrow. And it's amazing how he absolutely works all of that out. Again, we're talking with Chuck Bentley, CEO of Crown Financial. You are the voice of the expert on money management. But if I hear you correctly, Chuck, it was your wife that really got you started in the right direction when she encouraged you to start tithing. Well, you ought to be interviewing <laughs> Ann, uh, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and she, uh, she was the uh, inspiration for me to take a first class in, uh, in Crown, the, uh, the very ministry that I work for today. We signed up for a Bible study in our local church. I didn't want to do it. I had no interest in it. I didn't think I had any need for it. But Ann was concerned about me, and she saw the world had gotten a hold of my philosophy of money. And she was hoping that if I studied the Scripture that I would learn something that would put us more in line as a couple. 
we were not united around our finances for more than 20 years. And so after we did the study, Ann said to me, do you agree with what God says about money? And what am I supposed to say to that, Robin? No, I'm smarter <laughs> than God. Uh, I said, yes, I agree. And she said, well, I agree with what God says about money. Now, why don't we do it His way together? And we did. We made radical changes, started giving first, saving second. And 22 years of that changes everything. We're far more generous than we've ever been. We've gone beyond just 10% giving, uh, and we've been able to save and be prepared for the future. And we started from a position of pain. And so I want to encourage people. I am not speaking from a position of pride or, or arrogance, but rather humility. I've lived on the edge financially. I've made terrible choices with money. But God redeemed that. God restored us, and he brought us together, unified us as a couple. And not only have we gotten to know the Lord better, but our marriage improved and our finances are much more capable of weathering the storms of this inflation right now than if we had not made those changes. And that's why, to your question, when people hear, well, I just can't afford it, uh, I would say, Robin, you really can't afford not to do it God's way. God's way is the best way. God's way is uh, the way we're designed to operate. And even more importantly, it makes us think beyond this lifetime. He said when we're generous, we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven, and that's just unimaginable to me. I still don't understand uh, how he's going to you know, redeem that giving for my good eternally, but he says he will, and I trust him to do that. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Again, Chuck Bentley, CEO of Crown Financial. You can learn more about their ministry at crown.org. We're talking about his latest book, Economic Evidence for God, Uncovering the Invisible Hand that Guides the Economy. And uh, it looks like we'll have a lot to learn from what you've put together. And we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this morning. Well, thank you, Robin. I enjoy being a partner with uh your radio station and and your listeners, and I appreciate you having me today. Thank you.